It's lunchtime, and the Brooklyn Cafe is open for business. Live from the Amp Media Studios, Dawn and Freddie S. and their team are ready to serve up a huge portion of fun for lunch with friends and neighbors. So let's break open that lunch pail and unwrap that sandwich you brought and take a front row seat in the Brooklyn Cafe and get ready to enjoy some humor and hot topics. It's time to get a healthy serving of hope and happiness to help your day go by with a smile. Your host, Dawn and Freddie S., are ready to talk about food, health, dating, or just plain dream making. If you have a story to share, movie review, restaurant critique, or just a coincidental thing that happened to you, call in toll-free 888-994-4995, Studio A, right now. Sit back and enjoy your lunch break at the Brooklyn Cafe. Here are your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Brooklyn Cafe to end the week. Nice. Short week, and I'm telling you, it's the longest freaking week I've ever had. My foot's broken, my elbow's bleeding, everything's like getting old like on me worry. over here. Old. Is this what happens? No, you you drive me nuts. <laughs> That's part of getting old. But today is Friday. Welcome, welcome, welcome to all our friends. Yes, yeah, stop texting me. The site is down for purchasing tickets. We're getting up momentarily. People are already texting me. I can't get my tickets to the 21st events.amp2.tv but we will get that link up or give us a call and we're happy to take I actually I can take it over the phone on our I can key it in you can maybe but I, feel, I feel like when uh, what's the face uh, that singer her the website went down because it blew up Taylor Swift we should that only one. be so lucky we should, we should be so lucky. from your mouth to God's ears we should have that kind Please of event Taylor <laughs> so. that's because Johnny was playing you blew it all up Johnny you gotta love the music of Johnny yeah. Melnick the, the site went down to buy tickets for the July 21st event. Can How's you believe going? this? It's going good sure. until about now, but uh, it's coming along. What's it like to be like this? Like this? Like that whole grumpiness on a did Friday Did you hear, situation. ladies and gentlemen, did you hear the latest? She was a teacher. <laughs> yes. I've known this woman 12 years. I never knew she was a teacher. It has been that long, hasn't it? So she comes on the show yesterday and she tells the world how she was a teacher. I said, a real teacher? Yes, with children? Yes. With children. And it was legal? Yes. Here, Dallas. He's the only one that got that job. Yeah. Because it's probably not, mm, I don't yeah, say anything. Anyway, happy Friday, you know, everyone. Welcome to the Midday Show, the Brooklyn Cafe. Give us a call, 888-994-4995. We have a new type of show for you today. We've got a lot of new guests in the house. Johnny Melnick is our OG, and he's brought a friend in. We've got B and Mark, and we've got some other friends, Athena, and I think you're bringing your partner in, so I'm not sure who else is coming in. So we'll see as we get rolling and rocking and rolling. Our crew is kind of on a Friday mode. What does that mean? 
I think up? everyone's a little tired. Hey, a little slow down. It was kind of like, could this you guys come in this Friday? You, when you come to work on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you feel like you should have gotten the whole rest of the week. I got to tell you, I can't believe we were actually off for two days, yet we've put in a full week in three days. Well, Johnny was somewhere, I don't know, there was like rides and stuff. You know, Johnny, when I ask you, are you going to play tomorrow? And you answer me the day after. It doesn't work. Tomorrow is today. Is the day. I know, but I asked you on Sunday if you were going to play so we could air live stream it on Monday. Oh, Monday. No, and I, you answered me on Tuesday, for example. I didn't. Well, Monday was. Uh, I don't know um, where I was, but that's exactly that. That's the way he talks to me. I said, I Johnny, tell you, I'm sorry. are you coming in to play today? What? I, I, would you, and Johnny you said that Sunday? I said this Sunday because I think you were playing Monday, but you answered me Tuesday. But we I think I got here. the message yesterday, no, and I, I said I'm playing this weekend. I stream him live from his phone. Uh, did you play somewhere on the 4th of July, Johnny? Uh, no, I did not. He's thinking. So maybe it was Saturday. It was one on the day. It doesn't matter the day, Johnny. Right. It just matters that you answer me the my, day I after. Have to, I have to look at the messages more often. Is that what you're saying? It's no, a, you have to. I should have called you. It's on me. I should have said, Johnny, if you're playing tomorrow, when you put your phone on, I will stream it. But you got to keep your phone on. You turn it off. Okay. But I, 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 with the 4th of July coming on a Tuesday, that was, it was like, I don't know, it was kind of a strange thing, wasn't it? You know what I was so thinking? I didn't know when you guys were broadcasting. Where were you? I was. Uh, let me think. No, I didn't. I didn't do much on the Fourth of July. I did not. Did you play on the beach or something? No. <laughs> didn't. No. Every day's a holiday to me, so I don't need it. I don't need a special day. I, I did record the Star Spangled Banner and put it up. And I and I took it. Was it was my contribution to America. It. And I shared it, and everybody's saying, I thought you were going to stream Johnny. I <laughs> says, he don't answer me. And then he goes in, he plays a song, like halfway through, he turns it off. And then you have to wait six seconds to hear it. <laughs> no, then you got to wait the next day No, he afterwards. told us you got to wait six seconds. He was waiting for the composer to start. It was a whole thing with his, whole, it's a whole it's thing. It's a whole anyway, I'm, glad I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. I'm waiting, too. I've been waiting a long time. A long time. You're heading up to. <laughs> the bus that might not come. I'm, I'm, You're I'm heading where, up to Philadelphia again? Coming. What's that? You're heading back to Philly again? I'm going to Philly yeah, August 1st. For how many months? Uh, not Philly, it's uh, well, it Poconos. Yeah, Poconos. But, uh, I'll be there till the 13th of August, bang around in New York for two weeks, see friends. Are you going to be playing? I'll be playing up in, uh, yeah, up in, uh, up in Pennsylvania. I'm show you. And then I'm back September 1st to October 15th. Wow. I'm going to show you when you're playing how you use your phone. You're going to Zoom us, you play. I w I'm ready. But don't get up and, and walk around because <laughs> the, phone, the phone is there, so you got to sort of do it from there. Gotcha. Unless you use a hanger and put the phone in your face. <laughs> a GoPro. A GoPro. <laughs> I got to tell you, I can't believe this water park is going to be busy when the kids go back to school, but I guess it is. Uh, I imagine on the weekends it's going to be. I didn't see no kids. I saw a lot of adults drinking and throwing themselves in the pool. They do have that. I saw that. They do have es there. escape uh, escape uh, rooms. Escape rooms. Right? Did you ever go to the Poconos when you were growing up? Absolutely. Anyone here ever go to the Poconos growing up? Like a whole dirty dancing thing? No, there was no dirty dancing. So no. I heard that there's someone who does, he went around doing all the memorabilia collectibles from all these different hotels in the Poconos. And there's like a Poconos collectible museum. Mark's shaking his head yes. You've been there? I'm sure there is. I think it was Mark that owned it. 
How cool is that? The only thing I remember about the Poconos, back in the day, they I just had remember the dirty dancing. They had the champagne glass. That's remember that? Yeah. Who remembers that? You guys remember the champagne glass in the middle of the living room? And you took a stairway up to heaven. What? And there was a glass. Are you it was for made real? Of plastic. I swear. And they gave you this pink bubble bath. And you threw the pink pellet in there, you heated it up, the water came in, and you spent your honeymoon in this big champagne. You don't remember this? Never been. You guys don't remember this? No? She's yeah. shaking her head yeah, yes. It's a big honeymoon destination. She's saying, she's saying, yes. Did you, did you go on your honeymoon there? No, I went for my divorce party. <laughs> so wait, so there's a big champagne glass in the middle of the foyer of the, the hotel? Middle, like this is the living room, would it be right here? And you throw a pink bubble no, bath? No, 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 yeah, I gave you a tablet, you, yeah. and you go up, it's about five feet, six feet, and you throw the tablet in there, and the water is in there, and the, the water turns pink. It looks like pink champagne. Wow, like Mr. Bubbles. But I had my divorce party. <laughs> I didn't go for the honeymoon. I said, you know, what the hell? I've never been, but I understand there's a museum of collectibles from I the Poconos. I think B was there. You were there, right? No. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I saw you there. Why do you yeah, think? You, 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 I saw you there. Yeah, yeah, you. So the hotel still exists, and Johnny is there. Johnny, I want him to be in a champagne glass playing the piano. That won't happen. Johnny, <laughs> I got a gig for you. In New York at NYU, there was the piano man. I don't know if you guys know who that guy was. Billy Joel? No, there was this other, before Billy Joel. Okay. And he had a broken piano. It was one of them boxes, and all the panels and stuff was missing, but it played great. And they used to roll him around in Washington Square Park, underneath the arch. And I was a student, so I used to go hang out, and he used to play. And he used to tap his foot like you do. Yeah, well. So I'm thinking, I'm going to put you on a contraption and put you on the beach. Have like people drag you around in the sand. In the, that's going to be moving a piano around in the sand. That's well, we got to get one of your a, one a of your team. You want your piano is a little speaker. Okay. We have to get power to it. It's but, too hot. And then we do line. the wow ISIS. What are you talking about? And we do the show. And we do a show. You will have five thousand people come around. The yeah. cops will probably chase us off. I can see that. Yeah. But it would be a hit. I used, we used to do that in Jones Beach. Not with a piano, but with guitars and stuff. People sure. used to come. By I the grew masses. up on Jones Beach. You remember Jones Beach? I, I went you guys there remember day. Jones Beach? Rockaway. Rockaway out of beach. Grab your mic. Grab a mic over there so we can hear you. Jones Beach. If you can yeah. tell me the beach next to Jones Beach. You can take it off the stand. I'll give you a bag of coffee. If Which you point? can tell me the beach right next to Jones Beach in Long Island, oh, it's the name of the beach. I'll give you a bag. Huh? No, no. Oh. It was the topless beach. That's why I want to know who knows this. <laughs> Only you, apparently. Well, Gilgo was that. surfing beach. What? Gilgo. Gil Gilgo? Gilgo was where the surfers went. That was off Field 9, way to the east of Jones Beach. in Jones Beach? It was the last parking field. And then That's where the sharks, that's where they used to make the movies. Yeah, then, then east of that was the Gilgo Beach and the Oak, well, Oak Beach. Gilgo? Gilgo. We used to call it something else. Clarified. You know that beach, Josh? He says no. There were 10 shark sightings between New York and New Jersey on the 4th of July. Yeah. 10. Did they you even shark. think about it here? Yes. Do you know the name of the beach was Fire Island? Fire, Fire It's still Fire. there. Fire Island. Well, let's see it. And people used to go naked in the beach. Isn't Fire Island uh, like a 
known as the sexy beach. It's the nudist beach. For lack of a better term. Don't they have nudist beaches in Miami? Don't they have a section as nudist? Probably. Or is it in West Palm? I think Palm? it's north. West Palm? Yeah. Up near, yeah, I think it's like Fort Pierce yeah, area. See, you want to head up jump there? Jump in there, see if a shark can get you. I don't know. All right. Let's take a commercial break. More to come on the other side of this break. we got to get this party rocking and rolling. Maybe Let's with, do that. Maybe with Johnny and Kenny. See what, this man's got a whole binder of information. So we'll see what he's he got going over book. there. Is that your book? Uh, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> All right. Border comes. Stay about tuned. about to get in there. Check out events.amp2.tv. Freddie doing some serving up. Do yes, not. I'm going to be walking around with uh, <laughs> something. <What's laughs> Stay tuned and yeah. we'll be right back. Do you have an idea for a show or a podcast? Do you want the opportunity to be on TV? Ant Media Productions is partnered with True Oldies Real Radio Station and powered by many online platforms such as Roku, Facebook, YouTube, and even Amazon Fire to help amplify your impact. Do you want your voice to reach a wide audience? Call us today at 866-224-5422. There is no way to ignore it. You hear it on the news, online, from your friends and family. What happened to my money? Whether it got hit by falling stocks and bonds with the coronavirus, shrunk by a floundering 401k with low interest rates, and is riding the extreme ups and downs of the stock market with political elections. Many Americans are worried about their money and how they're going to retire. Help protect your financial future now and call J.D. Melberg for your complimentary book from a leading financial firm that shows you ways not to run out of money whether the market goes up or down. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms that can protect your money for a lifetime. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report summarizing the rates and benefits of annuities from hundreds of top-rated insurers, helping you to find ways to get up to 33% more income in retirement. That's right. Two books, both absolutely free, for calling J.D. Melberg. Help protect your financial future. Call 877-643-3015. Le Sorel Restaurant, home of the authentic Italian tradition, offers a large menu that consists of seafood, steak, homemade pasta, brick oven pizza, and homemade desserts including a wide wine selection. We also have the best bar in Boca Raton with delicious cocktails, homemade limoncello, cappuccino, Italian espresso, brandy, and other specialties, open every day with a lunch and dinner menu. For more information or to make a reservation, contact lesorellrestaurant.com or call 561-235-5301. South Florida's Good Time Oldies. and Delray Beach have their own oldie station. Catch us on 95.3 FM. It's the greatest rock and roll hits of the 60s and 70s. Let's on South Florida's Good Time Oldies, 95.3 FM. Give me the mozzarella. 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 
Pizza Rica, Tasty Richard Pizza at 2001 Northwest Boca Raton Boulevard or contact 561 been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S.
Relive your childhood. Not we should add some elements of fun to it. Why? Like making macaroni necklaces. Today's National Macaroni Day, so I asked him during commercial break, Do you remember making a macaroni necklace? And he says, No, I never made a macaroni necklace. And I don't understand how that's even macaroni a thing. Macaroni is that pasta, right? It's the hard pasta you thread through, like camp, like in the Poconos. You know, you, you go in events. You pasta, it's too hard. You, you no, go it's you go. No, it's like the tubular ones, and you put them on a necklace. You can color them. And then what do you do with? You wear it, or you give it to my your man, mom for I Mother's wear, Day. Give it to my mother for Mother. My mother says, "Yeah, what are you?" I bet Teddy. Teddy, didn't you do that with the kids? Yeah, we do. Thank you. What is wrong with macaroni you? necklaces? You, you, know, you don't make popcorn necklaces. Popcorn goes on the Christmas tree, but the macaroni necklaces, yes. Popcorn goes on Christmas tree? You never did that either. No. The Jewish girl even knows that. All this food, and you're putting and it on your teacher. neck, and you're putting it See, on See, because I was a teacher. All the things you do with kids growing up. I, I, would, I would pay a dollar. Anybody here did a macaroni chain when you were a kid? I'll give you a dollar if you did. Teddy did. Anybody? Zara wants a dollar. <laughs> wow. Sorry, says give me my dollar. Josh, macaroni necklace? No. no. Not a necklace. I did it on, the, on a plate. On a plate. Me too. I cooked it and put it on a plate. <laughs> it was some pasta sauce and you ate it. <laughs> she says you wear it on a chain. No, you make I'm, art out of it. Make art, macaroni art. You can oh, do yeah. that too. Yeah. Teaches fine motor developmental That's skills. That's why I can't scratch my ear and pick my nose. Goes at the back same to time. that special ed training. Anyway. Johnny you used to do that macaroni chains. No. I think you did the potato salad chain. Only yeah, eating right? it. That's what I would do, eat it. Wait, so we got some new friends in the studio. We've got B and we've got Mark. B, describe that mic next to you. B comes to us from Be Eventful, and I, I feel like I've met her someplace, maybe at a women's empowerment event. The best in live entertainment. She actually has worked with J.C. Dreesen, right? Yes. Yes, I have. And what did you do with J.C.? What have you done? Well, she's an entertainer, and I have an agency, which is a talent and entertainment agency. And um, she is a part of my troupe that I have. I have wonderful entertainment, wonderful entertainers, local. And, um, yeah, so we take on whoever is uh, good, excellent entertainment, uh, entertainers that are looking for an agent. I am here. And also any venues that are looking for great entertainment, I am here. You want to so. be his agent? Yes. <laughs> what do you do, though? What, what do you I, do? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with him. I'm with Mark. He goes, no. <laughs> I don't do nothing. I don't entertain. I don't sing. I don't play the piano. So you help book for senior homes, for events, private parties. Yes, gated communities, anywhere. Anywhere and everyone who is looking for wonderful, the best entertainment in Florida. Yeah. 
locally. Miami Dolphin Stadium. <laughs> no. <laughs> Some great. There was someone in here that wanted you to. Oh, I remember who it was. She's coming in. She wanted you to be her agent. She's coming in. You just spoke to her on the phone. <laughs> and Freddie says, oh, I don't do God. that. I don't know how to be somebody's agent. Right. Um, how long have you known JC? Well, I have been in my company. I've had my company for uh, well since 2013. Okay, so it's been so, a so yes, we've known each other for for and a while. And I thought you were in New York when I first talked to you. No, I'm a Jersey girl. You're, okay, so but yeah. you're based in Florida now. Yes. Yeah. Oh, very cool. And any of your stable people that you have do we know any of them do we have they been yes i believe you know tailored soul yes yeah you know taylor soul too yeah of course she's one of my people yeah taylor soul and her husband and her husband yeah we Jason. met them before they were married oh really no, before she had a baby before, before she had they a baby. knew before she had him <laughs> they knew her when she was single Wow, I don't know her quite that long, but no, but they're fantastic, and they they've been getting wonderful. some great gigs. So I'm yes. guessing that's thanks you. to you. Yeah, thank so you, you must yes. have gotten in the gig at the meat place at the uh, New York Market. New York Prime. Market? No, no, not that one. No, that wasn't me. City Fish. City Market. Or City Market, yeah. No, thank that wasn't me. Thank, thank you for clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> I love that place. My favorite restaurant. It is good. Yes. I can't get in on Friday. She said, oh, give my name. And they put me in the parking lot. I can't get in. <laughs> but they've been doing great events, she told us. They're booked at the Addison a lot, a lot of events locally in Boca. Yeah, a lot of local events. I help them out a lot with uh, yeah, getting them booked. I so. know. I know where I know you. You booked them at the Boca Country Club. That wasn't me. <laughs> it had to be you. I saw you there. I she's just it. got that recognizable face she said what, what got you into this industry 10 years ago it's a very long story but to tell it in a very short way um i was a social director at king's point in tamarack for 15 years and i did this type of thing for them i was in charge of the entire clubhouse and what happened was i had an entertainer who had walked in from new york not knowing anyone not knowing where to go or who to see and I told her of all the agencies, uh, the agents in the area, this was before I, of course, had my own agency. And so it just so happened that she was booked at the palace at the theater uh, at Kings Point Tamarack. And uh, the agent at the time, I'm not gonna mention any names, charged an enormous amount of money. Uh, but then the performer and I became very friendly. And when I was at uh, to, to dinner at her home, uh, she basically told me how much she got paid, and I was blown away <laughs> because she made like nothing, absolutely nothing, and they charged a tremendous amount of money to um, King's Point. So I thought, this is just outrageous, and I just want to do my own agency and not, you know, rob people. <laughs> Uh, you know, and charge them an, an enormous amount of money to provide entertainment. So I provide wonderful entertainment, and uh, I'm, uh, you know, I don't charge a lot of money. I make money, but I don't charge a lot of money for what I do. Nice. So, yeah, I rather help everyone, and you know, just kind of put the pieces together. You have comedians. You work with singers. Uh, I have uh, I have DJs, singers, uh, bands, tribute. Uh, artists, tribute bands, um, a lot of wonderful, wonderful people, yeah. 
And the DJ you brought with you today is uh, hiding away the, in the, the wind. The DJ I brought with me today is Mark Aguado, Mark on the mic, <laughs> and uh, he's a singer. So he oh, does. He's a singer too. Yes, he sings. Yeah. Mark, you and told me you didn't sing. Talk into the mic. Don't don't grab the mic. You're a <laughs> DJ. You know how to do that DJ voice thing. I was a teacher for 30 years. <laughs> he so was a she. teacher, too. <laughs> I'm a teacher. Thir special ed. Me, too. But not for 30 years. How do you think I get along with her? I'm a special ed kid. <laughs> you were one of her students? I should have been. <laughs> I should have been. But you sing her also. Yeah. Bar mitzvahs, weddings, things like that. Oh, you only sing at weddings? Well, assisted living. And but do you sing in general? Are you a singer? Anywhere they need music, I sing. Would you like to sing today for us? As a matter of fact, no. <laughs> you said anywhere we need, we need some music. Yeah, I, next door is okay. <laughs> it's okay. How long have you been in uh, singing and doing uh, DJ work? When I, when I stopped teaching after 30 years, I said, what am I going to do with myself? I came down to Florida because the rest of the family was down there. So when I came down here, I said, now that I'm here, what do I do? I can't watch Gunsmoke every day of the week. So he got that. So <laughs> I said, let me try this DJ thing. The problem is I was a drummer in bands. But as I got older, the drums got heavier. So I said, let me try the DJ thing. It was easier to drag things around like that, you know, that. But then I got older again, so. Yeah, but you were, were, you, were you turning vinyl? You had to carry the records. That's heavy. Yeah, it's in the back of the car. And the equipment is heavy. Yeah. Um, and it's funny that you're a DJ. You came down from New York? Yeah. What part of, where in New York, Manhattan? Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Oh. Uh, Ocean Parkway and, and, and uh, by the boardwalk, by Nathan's. So okay. I did karaoke up on the boardwalk there. Nathan's, the boardwalk, I know. You know, it's funny because you went from being a daytime teacher to working late hours at night as a DJ. That's right. That's a change in careers. How do you stay up till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, five days a week? Uh, I've got grandkids. They keep me up. They keep you up? But now you're not doing the DJ anymore. Now you're singing. I do both. Oh, you still do both. Okay. At assisted livings and memory care and senior facilities. That whole thing, yeah. All of those. They need music all the time. Yeah. What do you like better, being a teacher or being a singing DJ? Both. Which one you like better? If you had to pick one. If How I long were you a teacher? 30 years. 30 years. Wow. It's a long time. In, in Manhattan, again, another teacher. What did I tell you? Teachers come all around me all the time. <laughs> you know what? Everyone needs a good teacher. Everybody's a teacher. But What grades did you teach? All of them. All of them. Well, he taught cartooning. He taught cartooning also? Oh, so you're an artist as well? He's an art teacher. I went to Pratt Institute. Oh, I know it well. In Brooklyn. I started at the High School of Art and Design. And I know that went well. I met like, do you know who Stan Lee is? Stan Lee, sure. Who? You, you know yes. Stan Lee? Not personally, but oh, of Stan him, Lee, yes. 
Yes, the cartoonist. Marvel Comics. Yes. He started it all. I met him long time ago, way long ago. Didn't you have an article in the Daily News? Didn't you write a, a comic strip? The, the there Not was I. a mark. There was I'm a mark. I'm as innocent as she is. Peanuts. Is that what I'm thinking of? Peanuts. I remember seeing the name Mark. <laughs> Josh, thank you. <laughs> it could have been. Excuse me. I don't me. know, B. What does he do? I got to tell you, the, the, the comics in New York were the hottest thing in the 80s and 90s, and everybody was fighting for comics. And they had like a whole book of them. My daughter almost went to Pratt, but she's going to go to GW instead. It's a good school. I told you, Pratt. Pratt's a good school. Yep. You taught. Art for special ed? Very nice. Yeah. Got so my, it was got art my bachelor's, got my master's from Pratt Institute. Very nice. But then I went to Brooklyn College. Then None I went to Staten Island College. Well, you went to school a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's singing. And you can be booked through B. Yeah. Bookings through B. Yes. Yeah. Nice. And B, how do people find your website or your information? Uh, well, I'm at uh, beeventful.com, and it's B-E-A, like my name, eventful.com. Kings Point must have been really upset when you left. I w yeah, well, that's how things go sometimes. <laughs> Do you know Alan Knight? Was he there when you were there? Alan Knight. Alan Knight, the voice of CBS? No. Hmm. No. Sounds familiar. Sounds like I know no. I from somewhere. I just don't See, know. See, I said somewhere. the same thing. I do not know. All right, we're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, let's check over here. Johnny's almost waking up. Talk to Kenny and <laughs> over there, see what the ladies have going on. More to come on the other side of this commercial break. 888-994-4995. Studio A, you owe Zorro a dollar. And we'll be right back. Born in Marseille, France, Max Lazega creates whimsical and free-flowing interpretive art. His 40 years in the construction industry created the foundation for his craft. His unique work displays his view of the future with bold and playful combinations of materials and processes, but the methodology remains consistent. He fuses recycled materials and discarded building supplies into a fresh, well-executed approach. Lazega has lived in Miami, Florida most of his life, where he pursues his lifelong passion of creating industrial art. For more information, Contact Max Lazega at artworkstudios.org or 786-326-8873. Want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call because the best prices are not online. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner. Call today and get the best price on your next flight, guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. Welcome to a new way to watch your favorite shows. Only at www.amp2.tv slash Roku. It's a place filled with music, podcasts, news, and more. If you have diabetes, would you like to... Hello! We apologize for your daily broadcast, but guess what? We are going to go live right now with the Brooklyn Cafe Show! It's lunchtime and the Brooklyn Cafe is open for business. 
Live from the Amp Media Studios, Dawn and Freddie S. and their team are ready to serve up a huge portion of fun for lunch with friends and neighbors. So let's break open that lunch pail and unwrap that sandwich you brought and take a front row seat in the Brooklyn Cafe and get ready to enjoy some humor and hot topics. It's time to get a healthy serving of hope and happiness to help your day go by with a smile. Your host, Dawn and Freddie S., are ready to talk about food, health, dating, or just plain dream making. If you have a story to share, movie review, restaurant critique, or just a coincidental thing that happened to you, call in toll-free 888-994-4995, Studio A, right now. Sit back and enjoy your lunch break at the Brooklyn Cafe. Here are your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm trying to act like Josh. Welcome, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing What's good. What's it like to be you? I don't know. My you need like a, a driver. A driver. Sit, relax, make phone calls. What are you talking What a great about? meeting we had that this morning. It was interesting. Right? Very nice. Reaching out. Um, a lot of people calling about things that we're doing, and it's very interesting. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I think the crew's going to like it. I know they're going to like it. You have little faith. And this is closer for Jima. He's really going to like it. I heard. Yeah. Beautiful new venue that we're going to be working with. So a lot of cool stuff that Frank and Richard showed us, which was really nice. So they are the host of the editors, not the editors, they're the host of Artist Loft. So more to come with that. I know I got lots of things in my hands. So happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Still is. All it's day. still Tuesday all day. Still Tuesday. Not used to running around and coming back and doing what we do, but you got to do it. It's summer. We're coming out of summer. School is back. I don't know about that because I it was so freaking hot out there. It's like 200 degrees in the shade. You heard what I said to Richard? Yeah, this queen is. I said this spritzing. princess. As much as I love you guys, this princess is melting. I will see you on Thursday. It was very very warm, but uh, what a nice venue! Nice venue, nice idea, nice get together, nice put together. Um, and the crew is in here today. We got some film work from last Thursday, which we're going to be shooting out during the week as well. Nice. And we have some film work on J.C. Dreesen um, from the event as well. And we're going to shoot that out as well. Nice. And then hopefully by tomorrow I should have some major announcements. Some ticket sales are going to start going up and everything else. But some concerts that Ant Media is putting together. So lots to come up. Things to do, rewiring. Always some housekeeping going on. Always. Now what I wanted to do is I want to introduce a connection in Chile. Santiago, Chile in South America. Uh, it's a show that she does with us on our Latino network, Marissa. And we had um, a, a prior guest that we were going to put on with her. And some technical issues occurred. And I don't know, maybe he will show up, maybe he doesn't. Uh, do we have her in the box? Um, we're setting up the two-shot right now. Okay. okay, so let me set up the two-shot. And we'll bring her in here because one of the things that's beginning to happen to us is California with San Francisco, L.A., and now uh, with South America, and soon to be, maybe, perhaps, fingers crossed, um, Texas. Very nice. Now, did you know? Did you know that? How did I just spend two hours with you? And I, this is the first I'm hearing of anything. Well, because people have been texting me while we went down there. Now, do you know where the Democratic Convention is being held this in two years? Don't you say it's not Texas? Chicago. Okay. We may be there. Okay. Now, I've covered from Obama, I covered it in North Carolina, um, and we had to take a crew up to Chicago. If the cards and everything, if the stars line up, we're going to be there as well. So let me ask you a question. Can anyone run for the Democratic ticket, or is it automatically Biden? 
No, you you have you can run against Biden. You can. Yeah, but you have to have certain signatures, monies. You but have there to be could somebody. be other people. Oh, absolutely. I wasn't sure of whether he is a, a given. No, no, there's other people. It's it's open. It's a democracy, so anybody else could run. Okay. Um, and Biden's going to have his hands full because of his age, and the Republican Party is a mess. Um, and they, and if the two of them, Trump and Biden, run, there's a new party coming out that you heard about just to pull votes away from those two guys. Is that the Kenny Love party I heard about? No, but that would be an interesting uh, assembly if it happened. But I'm, I, didn't, I don't care about the politics on there. I do know what it takes to go into a, uh, uh, a political uh, scenario, the Democratic Convention, and do the film work and meet the stars, all these stars. I got to meet Cagney and Lacey. I got to meet The Rock. I got to meet different people that Jeff interviewed when he was in uh, North Carolina, nice. and it's unbelievable. It's, the experience is like nothing you've ever seen. And we were in Radio Row. We were the only cameras. And CBS wanted to know what the hell I was doing there. I got to meet Barbara Walters. She sat down to talk to me. They kept telling me, Barbara, we got to go on the set. We got a million dollars set around me. She says, this is amazing. Now, this is going back in 2012, 11, whatever he went. So it was kind of cool. So fingers crossed. Uh, I spoke to Jeff at length yesterday over an hour, and uh, there's a plan. And if this plan happens, this is going to happen. But today we're going to be talking to Chile. Okay. Ever in been South there? America. I have not. I've been to Mexico. I venture to say the kids would probably be yelling at you right now. Why? Because it's not even one in the same. It's like when you talk. Call South America. <laughs> no. 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 Spanish. <laughs> yeah. No. I think our kids would be like, "No, you can't say that." Why? Uh, I don't know. All right. So let's see if. Let's we bring have Marissa over. Marissa. Marissa, are you there? Hello. Good How morning. Are How are you morning. doing? Good morning. I'm very, very happy, and um, I want. First of all, um, give you thanks to you, thanks you for the invitation today. Well, I want to thank you for for coming on. I'm sorry about some of the technicalities. There are things that do occur um, in this business, and when you're doing the VMix social, there's ins and there's outs, there's ups and there's downs. Um, but yes. uh, tell us about the gentleman that you were going to bring on. I, I understand that he's a famous singer, and he's here in the States. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I, it, it's okay. It's the life. Uh, the show need continue. <laughs> it's uh, everything okay here. And um, um, I ask you, um please help me with the english because my english not is very good but okay. i okay. try my, my spanish is not very sexy either don't worry about it. your english is fine <laughs> no for me your spanish is perfect well let me ask you you host the show from chile it's on wednesday camera luz i don't even try luces camera. y cámaras luces y cámaras con mari Yes. And what is the whole idea behind that show? Um, the idea is to um, promote uh, everything uh, from Chile or, uh, or uh, every country. I don't know. Uh, the important for me is uh, people, the people uh, who, 
who need uh, maybe um, light and cameras for transmit, uh, tran ¿cómo se dice? Transmitir. Postcard. Broadcast, okay. For transmit our, um, the careers or talent, uh, this is the important for me. Now you had a young Most lady, you, you had a young lady in Spain that I got to do the board. The lady in Spain, the young girl, you remember who uh, I'm talking about? Bandolera. Si, sí, Bandolera. She's Bandolera. Is that a song? It can be. Bandolera promised me music <laughs> that I wanted to play on the air here. And Bandolera yeah. had some technical issues and we could not get the music, but I need you to reach out to her. So maybe you Bandolera, and Bandolera we could put on with us, because I love... Yeah, Bandolera is a wonderful, wonderful artist. Uh, she's uh, from Chile, but uh, she lives in... Uh, um, uh, España. Spain. In Belgium. Oh, in Belgium. Belgium. Yeah. Yes. And she now is in holidays because he have a visit from family and they have a problem for send you her music. But she told me that she will give you. Okay. Beautiful. The, Don't the worry. Music, the music I, is I fantastic. Promise. The music is fantastic. And one of the reasons... Yeah. One of the reasons that I say this is because I know that she's going to be flying to the United States. And I told her to stop in yeah. Florida. Uh, and she would fill the venues that we have here because she is Spanish as well. And it's, it's, it's just a big fit. Real nice. So She sings uh, in, uh, in Spanish, in English, in French. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful artist. And um, she come to Chile maybe in September, and maybe I I um, uh, show you um, in, with me uh, one day uh, on the Wednesday. Very nice. And tell me, what do you do in Chile? I, well, I am um, coach, life coach. Um, from artists or or people who need my services, and um, I have a, another um, a job is uh, investment in uh, Panama and in another countries uh, for my client uh, need invest. You do financial investing in Panama. Yes, yes. She helped build the Panama Canal. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I lived in Panama. You lived in Panama? I lived in Panama um, 14 years. And wow. um, still, uh, my heart is uh, a middle here, and middle of my heart in Panama. Now, your um, daughter, is that your daughter standing next to you? Yes, my daughter is tell your daughter. Tell your daughter to get on the shot with you. I want to meet your daughter. She no 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 she she don't like she don't like this. She actually <laughs> she's fantastic. Her daughter she does yeah. all the promos and everything else. You see they do things a little bit different in the Spanish cultura. They do promos. They put out like 
pictures and plaques. I'm going to start doing that here as well. The problem is that we don't know who's going to show up from one day sure. to the other. Because sometimes there's 10 people here. Sometimes there's 20 people here. Sometimes there's nobody here. True that. Um, but what they do, what their daughter does is she makes these plaques, these pictures, and then they announce it beforehand. When you're doing the one show a week, it's easy. When you do it right. five days, it's a little bit more difficult. But I wanted to thank your daughter in, in public uh, for all the thank contribution you. that she's done for us. Thank you. Maybe I, I, inter I have an interview with her maybe one, one Wednesday. We should she do that. is uh, yes. very talented. Yes. She's very you, talented. Who's yes. your guest tomorrow? <laughs> who are you interviewing tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow, uh, um, the guest is uh, Carlos Figueroa because today um, he impossible um, stay here uh, because have uh, other commitment um, uh, to, to uh, uh, 12 uh, and half. And uh, tomorrow he promised uh, uh, be with me in the Luces y Cámaras con Mari. Okay, very, very nice. nice. Very Good great. stuff. Very well, nice. It's always a pleasure to yeah. meet you. Thank you so much for joining us. It, it's my pleasure to uh, be with you. Uh, it's uh, wonderful people. And um, the, the show, your show is incredible. I okay. love it. And uh, I wait to uh, be with you someday, maybe, uh, before final this year in Miami. Oh, fantastic. She's coming up. That'd be wonderful. T tell your daughter that I need a commercial for your show to put on my show. She's got to send me a 30 okay. second commercial. Okay, I tell her. Don't worry. Perfect. Perfect. Pleasure to meet my you. Pleasure. Thank you, Marissa, for joining us. Gracias. Thank you. There you have it. Very nice. See, the expansion is getting to a point that it makes, we're gonna switch over, that makes a difference um, in the future, in the real world. The expansion is beginning to, to make a difference. And you're gonna see more and more activities continue. <laughs> Squash it with your water bottle. You're hilarious. What can I tell you? You're hilarious. You know, you take the city girl out of me. But I see that you've got a lot of things going on in the Hispanic community. I do. Um, Carol, Carolina did her show today. Yeah, how'd it go, Josh? It went good, actually. Good. Yeah, we had Jacqueline on the board, too. Oh, apparently, you need a mic. Apparently, they're screaming at you. Too bad. <laughs> he says it went very well, and Zach ran the board. Nice. We're in sort of in the ebbs and Which flow. Which Zach? The new Zach. Small? Little. Little, Little Zach, Zach, as opposed to Shorty Zach. Little Zach? He's Little funny, because when I told him Big Zach was Shorty, he goes, well, my last name is Little, so that should be fun. Little Zach. So he ran the board, fantastic. And I know Good. Carolina sent some things over for Thursday. Tonight we have uh, Eileen. It all starts with you tonight, which will be airing. That's right. And then I think we're going to. When was the last time we saw Eileen? It's been a couple weeks. And she don't come into the cafe no more. I know. Things are changing. COVID changed a lot of things. You know, this meeting we went to today, they, I'm telling you, they must be in your head, the scary place that it is, because they said movie theaters right now are having a really hard time, so they're turning into different rental venues because of the strikes. So the object of the game is to turn now acts, multiple acts. You know, the, the bottom line is you can't make all the money in one show. 
you can't do it. You got to be smart about it. You got to pick your way. Do 10 shows and you make more money than making all the money in one show. That's really what it comes down to. And the difference is it, if you have 100 people, 10 shows, is 1,000 people, they get to know your music and you can offset that to other things. If you only have 100 people one time, you're not going to make a living in this business. But I see the writers strike. They're trying to come to some sort of mutual agreement. They, I don't know they've what, been meeting what's since new Sunday. on the table. But it would be nice. They, they took the media out. The media is not permitted Good. into the room. Um, and they're going to come up with a deal because there's just too much money on the table not to. Not to. Um, UPS got the ACs in the truck. And they got the 15, 20 minutes every hour to relax. So, Jalen's like, yes. You know, any news? You got any this updates? This young woman over here is very smart. And she stays in that studio, and we don't really get to have conversations. Don't you do? Don't you do uh, graphic design? No. Here. You don't do graphic design? No. You don't. You're not an artist. I'm not an artist. This is a five. We gotta find out in here who does graphic design work here. Give this to Josh. Josh, here's one for you. I need some hands out here. Oh, no, no, not that. You need oh. extra hands? Design. We need to... Um, I need some graphic... <laughs> and that's the end of that, Mike. See, I need extra hands. Well, and, and the graphic design, the graphic designer has to do what? <laughs> I, that probably won't work anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, fine. I'm on A6. Is A6 working, What does a graphic design work do? Are we working? Yeah. It works. Yeah, what does a graphic designer do? I gotta pick my heart up. Uh, that just fell over there. Um... <laughs> A graphic designer changes the world because everything you see is advertising and everything is created from graphic designers. Every little font that you see has something to do with um, how you perceive. <laughs> everything, everything little font that you see has to perceive with uh, how you visualize something. Um, there was a Democratic nominee, I believe, a few, while, a few years ago, and he had a, this bad font that he had for his campaign. And that's kind of one of the re main reasons why he lost. Because of the font from his campaign? I think his font was a little too kiddish um, when people saw it. There's a lot that goes into it for graphic design. And what about branding? Branding and marketing. We were talking to someone who said they spent, I don't know, upwards of $4,000 for branding. Their colors, their font, putting everything together. But by the time they got done branding, they had no money to advertise. So is that something that you're going to be, I, I know, Freddie and I are like, well, okay. But the, um, so they had all their color schemes put together. Yeah, I mean, color schemes is a, a very important thing, making sure, because when you see McDonald's, they're not advertising anything in green. Everything they're advertised is in yellow and red because they want to make sure you know that's what symbolizes McDonald's. So when you see um, the, your yellow flag or you see anything yellow or red, it reminds you. That's that, the oh, golden arches. I'm getting hungry, and I want to go get McDonald's. Is that now, specific yellow trademarked to McDonald's? Yes, this is the golden arches. Those are two French fries that I am, by the way. <laughs> is it? Yeah. French fries. Two French fries. When you they came that yellow out, yellow is trademarked. Huh? That yellow might be yes, trademarked. Yes, it is trademarked. It's the golden arches. They used to be the McDonald's. Did you know the golden arches make an M as well, too? Yeah, they go like this, and they put it together and make an M. I'm just telling you, from 1970s, that's when it was huge. Now, do you know that McDonald's is changing the interior of their places to make it more family-friendly? 
So they got the kiosk that you can order there if you don't want to go talk to people. That's not family friendly. I want the playgrounds back in there. They made it more modern. Yeah. They took the I want play the playgrounds. I want the trains to go across the top again. If you go to Linton, they have it. They, they took the playgrounds out because there was a lawsuit and the kid broke his neck. Ooh. He fell off of the... Uh, and then what they try to do is they try to make it so that if you fall, you land in the net. Didn't work, so they took them all out. And then the ball pits, and that was just virus Terms. central. Ooh, Terms. I know. Now you think about it, the thing, place that you used to let my kids go, you couldn't even do that now. You can't. But, you know, I, I was always taught that before you do all of these color schemes and all these things, you got to have a decent product that people are going to like. Gee. If you have a pamper, and what's in that pamper is not decent, it doesn't matter what color the pamper is. It really doesn't, because it stinks. And if it stinks, it ain't going to sell. And if it ain't going to sell, you're spending money, good money after that. Well, that's when the advertising comes in and say, oh, we got this new number one product in the world that you're just going to love. And you falsify everything. And nothing good comes of it. No. no you can't. I'm thinking you did say falsify. Okay. Yeah. No, we have to. Well, we try to always say authentic in branding oh, and advertising yeah. for the clients. Listen, I had a, a client that came in yesterday from one of my back-to-back-to-backs. And he wanted to do a sizzle reel. And I've known this guy, you've known this guy for a long time. And he took out his checkbook. And I told him, put your checkbook away. He said, why? I said, because I'm not going to take your money. Because if I do a sizzle, if my kids do a sizzle, and I see that this sizzle is the stuff inside the pamper, I'm going to tell you. I don't want your money. I don't want you to pay me for this not to work. So let's do some film work. He's going to be here this week. Come on the show, let me see how, because he's delivering something, and I want you guys to hear it before we tackle this thing. I mean, why would I in, invest his money with me, and I'm trying really hard to make it great, and it doesn't work out? I think what you guys did here that Friday night with that commercial was outstanding, outstanding work. I thought Thursday night, what you guys did at the Surecoast, uh, Surecoast? Sunscape. Sunscape, one of those guys. I thought that was outstanding under the circumstances. Do you know they had a bad plug? I know. I could not. I hope you told them. I know. Tell them. Did you tell them that the electrical outlet wasn't charging the computer? It, less than 120 volts. And Geo from my computer went into my computer, ran a program, and told them, oh, it's only 60 volts or something, whatever it was. I said, how do you know that? What did you think of the gig, Jay? I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh... Was that a smirk? <laughs> She's smirking. Um, what would you do different, Jay? What would I do different? I, I don't know. I honestly think, like, for what it was, it ran pretty smoothly, and we uh, were all like doing a really good job. And I don't know. I, I thought we did well. What would you do differently? I would have put up signs and let people know that the radio station was live on there. I would have taken one, maybe that red sign right there that mm -hmm. you have and put it on top. I would have put, in the back of the van, there was a tent. There's a truck and there's lettering. And she says, I could use all of that. And I would have had somebody sitting outside the door to make sure that it looked like security with our vests. I would have dressed her up because I felt that we did not, we were so happy to do it, we sort of let that go. So. But I think you guys did a great job. Oh, absolutely. I know we got to check. Richard and Frank want us to check, upload their show. But that's yeah, on your we, computer. Do we have a problem with that? No, with it should article? be on YouTube with um, 
Frank's show, the first one? Was there a sound issue? I don't think there I was know, a sound might have issue. Been a there was? Bit of a sound issue, yeah. Because of the speaker. <laughs> he wasn't even there. <laughs> How do you know? You heard it? Uh, the I watched it. The audio was low, yeah. Was low. Okay, so we can up the gain on that maybe if we, we edit it? We. we I, I think it was something like in the computer. Because Abraham did something during, uh, I think, uh, All County and like fixed it. But for Frank and. Or for Frank's show. It, it was low? Yeah, because we had turned like everything all the way up and it was still really low. So we have to go into the recording, edit it, and then I think... We got to see if we can. If the gain is too hot, you're not going to be able to fix it. Re -upload. So we you know, Joey's in the house. Why don't we ask him? He has the magical touch on that editing right. stuff. All right, why don't we take a commercial break? I know, this disjointed show is a little more disjointed. G-Man's back on the couch. We What's do he a doing? G-Man on the couch. Therapy. Uh, He's hanging. Doing He's doing the commercial for. How what, how's that coming? It's going along. Great. Josh just finished my voiceover. I nice. just got to put a few pieces together and it's done. All right, I'm gonna bring Gary and maybe tomorrow we can put it put it all together. Show him. Yeah, you had to make a phone call. Yes. More to come. Stay tuned. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. Give us a call. 888-994-4995 Studio A, and we'll be right back. Born in Marseille, France. Max Lazega creates whimsical and free-flowing interpretive art. His 40 years in the construction industry created the foundation for his craft. His unique work displays his view of the future with bold and playful combinations of materials and processes, but the methodology remains consistent. He fuses recycled materials and discarded building supplies into a fresh, well-executed approach. Lazega has lived in Miami, Florida most of his life, where he pursues his lifelong passion of creating industrial art. For more information, contact Max Lazega at artworkstudios.org or 786-326-8873. Everybody wants cheap airfare, but where do you find it? You call low-cost airlines. They specialize in cheap flights, discount hotel rooms, cheap car rental rates, and with a best price guarantee. If you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call now. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available. So don't wait. Call now. The Dovello Balloons is a business that was born out of a passion for creating unique and beautiful balloon designs, including balloon bouquets, balloon arches, balloon columns, and more. We specialize in creating unique and beautiful balloon designs that bring your dreams into reality. We believe that balloons have the power to bring people together and create lasting memories and we are honored to be part of that experience. Contact us and we will bring happiness to your celebrations with our balloons. Artist Rosie Sherman paints her passions to share with everyone. Expressing herself through bold and vibrant colors, her suggestion and style are always in flux. Inspired by travels, nature, romance, and the human spirit, Rosie makes sure her depiction of women are strong and proud. Her landscapes illustrate the changing seasons in the diverse world that we live in. To find her artwork in the multiple medias you can purchase, visit rosiesherman.com. 
www.pixels.com. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. You gotta give him one. A backbone. A what? A backbone. <laughs> That's what we're gonna get. I feel like the Wizard of Oz. All I want for Christmas is a heart, courage. What do you? What I'm do gonna you? get you. I'm the lion. You're the cowardly lion. I just want some courage. Where's Nikki? Just get Nikki <laughs> in her boots. <laughs> My boots are made for walking. Somebody sing that song to Nikki. That's all. That's exactly what it She'll is. She'll put, it'll, it'll say Rawlings on your forehead when she steps on your head. So what do you think about the thing that just came out? Remember the movie The Blind Side? I saw that. I've heard about this for years. I heard about this when it first came out. He never agreed to do that movie. I don't understand how paperwork and documentation wasn't signed off to use his story and his likeness. It's like Britney Spears' dad. What he did to her, and they used the, the, the story, they recreated the story. But then why now, so many years later, why He's wasn't He's 37, it? because he wants the royalties, and he wants the movie. So why wasn't want... it taken care of back then? He went to court and lost, ah. because he was... Michael Orr, um, right? Yeah, he, he was drafted by the Ravens football team. And the show was really good. The movie was really Great good. Great movie. She got an academy for playing it. Sandra Bullock, yeah. yeah. Now he wants, not only does he want the monies from it, he wants the interest from it. And he says, they're not my, even my adopted parents, apparently. That's what they said. And he, the dad came on, he said, no, they had conservatorship because he was over the age of 18, so they couldn't legally adopt him. But so why is he so mad at them? I don't know. I was wondering if anyone, there's... Anybody you know? know? Josh, do you know? Story. Anybody uh, know? Um, I got no idea. I just saw the news the other day as well, too, that um, he was robbed of millions, that, that his family, the one that supposedly adopted him, took all the royalties for the movie that came out for The Blind Side. Yes. And Michael Lord even want the... He liked the movie, but he didn't like how they portrayed him in the movie because it made him look like he was... An idiot. Uh, yeah, slow, yeah. Uh, that's all I heard. It's all interesting. You know, at the end of the day, the only people making the money are the attorneys. But you know when there's more to a story, you feel like there's more to a story? I feel like there's got to be something else going on there. Well, something's going on because they're going to court. Everybody's going to court. Everybody. So you know who wins in all of these cases? The attorneys. The attorneys. They're the only ones making money, and then everyone else is just aggravated trying to figure it out. Well, the funny thing is that he no longer plays football. He's 37. He's retired. So he has millions. No, he's so. young. He's young. That's all he is, is 37? 37. Wow. That's why they were bringing it up. Why are you bringing this up now? And why are you taking your court? That's like me taking my parents to court. And I know the kids do that. I've seen it. But, man, that's harsh. And it's not really his parents. So. I don't know. I just saw that today, and I thought that was interesting. And It's the news. Someone said you just can't turn on the media anymore. But I love the fact that the media is not going to be part of the negotiations because I really think they just muck it up. I was watching all the indictments come down last night, and they were in, in Georgia. So you see them setting up the step and repeat, and they're moving it, and they're moving it. And they're trying to get it centered, and they're moving it, and then they're moving the plant. Now, why all of this was on TV, I don't understand. And then you see a photographer, he gets up to help them, and his pants 
have now fallen below his belt line. And I'm like, wow, can't we just cut from the screen? Why can't we go back to the guy who's doing the interview and the summation? Why are we watching this? Because that everybody wanted to watch. No, trust me, you would not. He have underwear on. I do not want to see Did that. He have underwear. But again, it goes to the production quality of even if it's live, there should still be good quality production. Dawn, it's full moon. I, I, I just there are things that I watch now differently. That why I would are you watching somebody's butt on TV? But it's wrong. Because why was it there? Why did they not cut? Why were they watching everybody uh, setting up the step because and repeat? It, it takes a second to set it up and then to cut. What were they going to cut to? To the guy who's on the split screen who was talking and reading the indictments down. Oh, so he was reading the indictments and they put the guy's butt up there and they was doing the, the... So it was like a split screen. It was like three quarters quarter. So go to your full screen of the correspondent who's reading versus moving the banner back and forth and saying well you do know that in the in the in the real world of broadcasting nobody's running the board the person has to call for the camera so if you got that split and she didn't call or he didn't call for the full it's going to stay like that it's going to stay like that until they call for it man i can't imagine if i ever ran third person chair well i'd be like Rawr. i know it's the details of what it is you know, after a while, when you're doing this for a long time, you sort of sway. To what? I would have left it. I know you would have. Because, because I would have like got a full shot on the guy's things butt. things like that don't bother you, which is always so interesting to me when you see different production things. Why would it bother me? Exactly my point. You guys do production. If Josh's pants fall, would you stop the camera and look, or would you go to something? Josh would what? keep it on, right? like, what? You would change it? Yeah. You wouldn't wait for somebody to say go to camera two, you would just do it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I remember we did a show one time, and the girls were sitting in those high chairs you bought, and the camera was right, you know, there. And I, and I kept saying, this angle don't work. Well, it depends on what it is. We did a dance show up on the stage, and at the time we didn't have the appropriate tripod so the tripods were lower than the girls dancing in their short skirts and that was not really a good situation that was nothing it was the one when they sat and i said we seem to have a problem here that's when lower thirds come in handy and then they said <laughs> i don't what underwear i got no underwear and says now we really have a problem here that's when all that comes in handy is i don't know even what to tell you but that's funny you don't find that funny i don't find anything right now that goes on in the media particularly you don't find funny. it funny You know, I was talking to Jalen, and I think Rachel was in the car last week when we were riding to Sunscape. We were talking about politics aside, whatever party you believe in, no, no one right now is representative of their generation and their thought process. So it's up to everyone to get out and vote, right? So you want your 20s and your 30s to go out and vote, and even you can vote at 18. But if no one resonates with your mindset or the mindset of the new culture of the younger generation, then why are they going out to vote? Who are they voting for? Someone that's going to take away rights well, for them? Well, let me ask you, let me play a little devil's, devil's advocate I know, they've here. never been in our demographic, but... What demographic? They are so all over the place. They have, they love movies like, what was the name of that movie they love? Uh, that funky movie The one that, you didn't like? Oh my God, it was the worst movie ever made. <laughs> the one Josh told you to go see? What's the name of that movie? Uh, 
Asteroid City. Asteroid City. You see Asteroid City? Well, maybe she's on the right track. But they're all over the place. So if, if you had to pick between presidential candidates, you probably want to know what's in it for me. That's right? Exactly what's in it what for I'm them? Saying. Right. What's it going to do for the next generation? These guys, probably nothing. So then her point was like, so who am I voting for? Well, if you don't vote, then you get what you get. Right. I agree. I, I vote every year. Since Does I your vote. candidate ever win? Yes. Well, there you have I write my name in. But it's like, <laughs> it's, it's a slippery slope, I guess, because it's like one side, they are really trying to like do things and take away rights and other stuff that younger generations don't really agree with. Like, personally, I, I really care about like human rights and I want to save the planet because climate change and whatever. And honestly, the way that like society or this country works, it, there is a clear line to me as to who really cares more about those issues as a p compared to another side. So yes, I did vote for Joe Biden, but would I have wanted a different candidate for 2024? Yeah, but since he's running and it doesn't look like anyone else is going to take his spot I'm still gonna vote for him are you gonna vote you wouldn't vote for DeSantis absolutely not I gave it a shot he doesn't represent anything I didn't vote for him for. I didn't vote for him the first time did you ever vote for Hillary would you ever vote for Hillary Clinton I wasn't old enough I was only 16 uh, I gotta tell you it's funny because the way things are today there's a difference a disparity for minority women, Latino women. There's black and there's white. And there are issues for women there. There are issues for men Latino. There are issues for black men um, in this culture. There are issues between black and white. I mean, you take a problem and you start adding up all the issues. Um, and we don't have much to say positive on anything. Immigration. You know, it's funny. I remember... When I was in NYU and they talked about the Tammy machine, they talked about how New York City was built, which was people from Europe. It was all sorts of minorities came over and they built the skyscrapers. The Indians were the only ones that could go all the way up on top to fix it because nobody else would go Native up there. Americans. You know, currently three of our armed forces do not have a direct supervisor. I, re I heard that too for the first time for the in the history of this time country. In the history of this country, there is no direct supervisor for our armed forces. Which is horrible because we're supposed to be a nuclear country and we don't have anything at the top that's going to make a decision in case something bad happens. I don't like talking about all this nonsense and all this stuff. But um, because we have a few cases of malaria in Florida, the person who's supposed to supervise that whole pandemic situation we have not had someone in that office and we have not had someone in that office since march i believe yeah because the santa's fired him yeah so you know we have this malaria breakout that we are not usually supposed to have it, especially in america but we have it now and we have no one to you know do anything about it so that's because he says it doesn't exist you know that kind of reminds me of when COVID happened and mm -hmm. obama had a whole department 
assigned to, you know, infectious diseases, something like that, like to prevent pandemics. And then when Trump got elected, he went away with it. And it's the same thing DeSantis says, we will not close the state. Everybody gets sick and let's get over with this. Don't so. we have a leprosy issue too? <laughs> I don't know. Measles and leprosy yeah, and malaria. Like what is happening? Oh, yeah. It's because people's parents are choosing not to vaccinate their children. That's the other problem. And I don't know what the schools are doing. There used to be a religious opt-out. If you were of certain religion, you could go to the health department, you could opt out of vaccines. But now I think you've got different people coming in from different places, different cultures, different vaccines. People don't believe in a whole lot of things. I, I, that's fine. Like, uh, to it's each their own. But, but like, like, you're getting everyone else sick. That, and also I think some people are using that to, like, a really extreme extent. Yeah. to where it's like they're using it even if they don't have religious reasons they're just using it as like i'm not uh, going to be controlled yeah they're going to be told what to do and then they want to talk about sheep mentality but <laughs> but you know it's really funny that she says it because that's the biggest problem we have is that we are not able to communicate with one another because we always think that somebody's trying to get over no matter what happens Oh, he's getting over. She's we getting over. We always think that somebody else is going to take care of it, like the military. Well, we've got people in high places that will take care of it, but apparently we don't. Well, who and said that? As Americans, you think we've got all these higher offices and everyone's going to be overseeing something, but apparently there's not a whole lot of oversight. Do you remember in Hawaii when they set off the alarm system um, that there was a storm coming and everybody panicked? Uh, and the guy said, oh, I accidentally hit the button. And he didn't know how to turn it off. So they said, wait a minute, they hire you to hit the button, and you don't know how to turn it off? He did not know how to undo it. Well, maybe he they should fired him. there. Because then he would have hit it maybe last week. They, they wanted, and, that, and they brought somebody else in who doesn't know how to hit the button. He doesn't hit the button. It's just, it's just, it just makes you wonder what is going on around us. You know, um, that the, the, the governor of Hawaii is a doctor. We talked about this yesterday. And he was at the hospital treating people. And they said, you're the governor. Why aren't you over there? He says, you know something? There's nothing I can do there. It's a crime scene. They got to wait until they finish. And then I'll go back. I went there twice. And all it did was depress me. There's nothing I could do. I can help people save lives here. He's a doctor. He did it in his scrubs with the stethoscope around his neck. It's really sad. This is the guy that I would vote for. You know, and then you've got people that are out looking for jobs. My AC broke over the weekend. They didn't want to come over the weekend. They didn't want to come Monday. They had nobody to I come. I got an they AC for when. you guys. I fixed it. I fixed it. We fixed it. No, you drained it. Yes. That's not fixing it. They're going to see, but generator company. Oh, we were supposed to come service a generator. Sorry. No one has anyone working for them, but yet nobody can find jobs. It's 104 so, degrees. But people don't work just, in that heat. If you're in that business, you work in the heat. Dawn, would you work in the heat? You I don't even walk stand outside. I was in the parking lot. I told them I was melting. But I know my limitations. My limitations There's require. There's a lot of limitations, <laughs> Lucy. A lot of limitations. It's hot out there. And indoor plumbing. So if yes. your AC breaks, go to the bathroom, fill up your tub, sit in there with an iced tea until the cavalry comes. Because right now, ain't nobody moving. I, I know that, but then they talk about how no one can find jobs, but I guess there's jobs out there. I don't know. It depends. 
do you want to pick apples or do you want to work for NBC? I mean, think about this. Americans don't pick apples. A lot of the immigrants that come in, they take these jobs that Americans won't take. Then they don't want immigrants. And then, then it's like... Now they don't want immigrants. The business... So your apples <laughs> cost $25 yeah. an apple. So it's like, where's the... Everything has changed. This is just ridiculous. A lot of things have changed. I just had a conversation with Josh about money for, for a project or something. People are entitled. It's the entitlement issue. People feel entitled to that they should get what they should get and everything else. It's funny. When I first had my first job with my father, and he rest in peace, I went to work. It was 6 o'clock in the morning. I had my had my painter's pants on, my construction shirt. I had a lunchbox and a little green bag. And in that green bag, I had a scraper and something called a rollo cleaner, which is a cleaner roller. I said, Dad, I'm ready. He says, come on. And I go to the job site, and my father says, paint the windows. He gives me a bucket. One window took me all day. I was nine. I was going to say, how old were you? I was nine. OK. He says, OK, now here's a razor. Take the paint off the glass. Took me the rest of the day. And I made $25 a week. I got home, I was exhausted. I told my mother, I'm so tired. And little by little, I did this to know who my father was. Would Freddie do that? Would Gio do that? Gio does it. Gio wouldn't go work in construction. No, but he me. would work with you now doing what we do. Sort of, kind of, maybe. He would. Maybe. Freddie, no. But oh. Gio, yes. But they won't do it. It's a different thing going on now between what they go What do you think has changed the mindset? I don't know who's out here for your generation more. Was it COVID? Is it the economy? Uh, all of it. All of it. Do you COVID. see a difference in yourselves because of it? Personally? Uh, yeah. You graduated, right? Yeah. Are you going to get your master's? Uh, I haven't thought about that yet, no. You graduated, and you're going for your master's. You start on Monday. Yeah. Tell me well, why. Because um, I have a computer animation degree. I don't, it's a fun degree, but I found out that there's certain things that you go into college for, and there's passions, and then there's careers. Animation is sort of a passion that you can turn into a career, but you got to work for it. That's why I feel like there should be um, certain um, certain uh, um, systems in play that help you when you graduate to follow your path that you want to do. Uh, I could have went and done engineering. I could have went and done computer science, but that's not really what I want to do. That's not your passion. It's not my passion at all. I could have gotten made good money with it, too, because those fields are really well-paying. I feel like I'm bright enough to get understand what's going on over there, but it's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to go into the creative side of things. Um, the opportunities that I have when coming out, it's not there at all. I would have to go to California for everything, for uh, animation in the film work. I could have done it with gaming, but I don't have a gaming background in me as well either. Um, so that's why I had to go back for my master's because, I mean, I want to teach as well too. So to teach at a college level, I need a master's degree. But I think having the master's behind me in the creative side of things gives me a better opportunity in front of everyone else. How long is your master's? How long does it take? It's only going to be a one-year program. Well, that's not too bad. When so you pick your majors, do you think the advisors should sit with you and say, what do you ultimately want to do? I don't think the advisors should 
I mean, sitting down with us. Well, yeah, they should sit down with us, but I think they should have, um, like, a, like I said, a, a system in play so when we get out of college, we're not on our own. I would have liked, I mean, I had the internship here, which I loved, and then followed a career with it. But I would love to have the opportunity to intern at these big name places, learning how the um, the flow and the system works of creating these games or creating these films. Because they're asking for entry level positions with two years of experience. I don't have two years of experience when it's an entry level position. So if they gave me that internship opportunity going away for summer or something like that, and studying and seeing how it actually works in the um, in their in Pixar or DreamWorks or anything like that, then I would have a better foundation and understanding of what to look forward to. I think only I only know of one of our crew that was successful successfully able to go through summer internships that propelled her career. Sabrina. Sabrina, but she wasn't working and going to school. So to be to work, to pay your bills for food and rent, and go to school, you need a paid internship, or you don't have time to do an unpaid internship. Yeah, I mean, I was at Walmart for four years throughout college. And that's that. I think. But was she the difference. went to New Jersey, or did she? She did She's for been summer. everywhere. Huh? She did a summer internship last year in New, New York. New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. Um, and I don't know whether it was paid or unpaid, but I because she wasn't maneuvering school and a job and everything else that most of the kids now because they've got loans I think it's the economy that's been so difficult because everyone's you're trying to pay for gas you're trying I know you like McDonald's but you're trying to have other food choices than the dollar meal plan what are you talking about a dollar anymore um <laughs> it's just it's just the one percent they I, I I know there's billionaires out there, and I know they earned their money or they worked for their money or something like that, but that number is a little insane for one person to have, even for one family to have. That's, when that's you look at thousands of other people and thousands of other families that are working paycheck to paycheck. That's Yeah, that's why there's the whole writer's strike going on right now, because the top whatever of the these companies, production companies, whatever, make... Thirty million dollars a year when it's like the people who actually produce, run the shows, create them, whatever, are making nowhere near anywhere towards that money. And it's like, why are we working, you know, twenty-hour days, fifteen-hour days, and we're not being paid for it? Like, I <laughs> most actors that you think of are like A-list celebrities and whatever, but. You know, a majority of actors and writers and what they are also doing living, you know, paycheck to paycheck. It's like, I, I, yeah, sure, I'm working on this show, but it gets canceled in a year. Now I have to go find another job. I now have to go do this. But yeah. it's like the people who are, are working at Netflix or Disney or whatever are sitting in their, you know, ivory towers with all this money doing nothing because they, they just make but, it but passively. You guys do realize that these institutions, the Paramounts, the MGMs, all of these institutions, they started out with a guy who had an idea, and he made movies, and those movies made money. I, I can't hold it against the powers that be that make the money. I can't hold that against them, because if you started with, with, with um, a company and it blew, blossomed and blew up in 10 years, are you going to say the same thing to people that are coming into the business, here, take a share of my business? I'm not saying that, like, they don't 
earned that money like i'm sure they have and all this business came from somewhere like this company and built it up i'm saying that it's like we have all these people who just aren't making the wages that they need to live because the economy and society and this country has made everything so expensive but you do realize this is not the first time that people in this business are starving actors or actresses no you do realize if you go to New York City, there are people that are busting tables all day. And yes, they of go course. On I'm, and they try out. I was just making a comparison to like just. But in this business, this general. business is meant to hurt you more than help you first. Ask Kendra. She's been doing it for eleven I, years. I, I, those, are, I, those are the people in front of the camera. Yeah. We need the the, the production teams and yeah, the I people that want to go into filmmaking. Um, they should have more opportunities. Instead of overworking the people that they have now, they can have their own understudies looking up to them and helping them out um, creating the films. Instead of overworking these this one specific person, you can have two groups of people. Right, but hold on. Hold that thought. You know and you know what it takes to run a camera. You know and you know what it takes to run a movie because you're in the midst of doing that, thanks to Sally Bernard. You know the difference between somebody that knows what a camera is and somebody who thinks they know what a camera is. I had this conversation with Joey. He's taking me to school about color correction on MP4 filming. And it's the difference between that picture and that picture. That's pretty good. That and this is the color correction. The bottom line is that Joey has a different take on camera work than you do. He has a different view has a different level. Compensation, when you need Joey, he should be compensated. The problem is, if you're running a business, you may not be able to put that kind of money into that asset. Otherwise, it's going to hurt you on sound, publication, distribution, or the big megastar that you want to star in the movie. Think about all the assets that you're putting together to make this thing worse. Not just one. I understand that the janitor should get a pay raise maybe to $20 an hour, I get it. Instead of $10 an hour, I get it. He's gotta go drive a cab or, or, or DoorDash to make ends meet, I get it. I do understand that. But the problem here is they're gonna tell you, but why are you picking this career? Why are you sticking out in this career knowing that the money's not there? And then you're gonna want a family. Don't get it confused, don't get a family, because you gotta feed a little one. I don't one. think it's just this career. I think this career is what's making the news because it affects so many lives. I think there's a lot of people right now that are having a hard time making ends meet. I can't think of a one career that isn't. Every career. That's what I'm saying. So even this affects waitering, everybody. Even being a waitress. This is right affecting now. everybody. Now is um, what's her face here? Uh, Trippy. Is Trippy here? Trippy, come on now, bring a mic. Now Trippy does. She's a waitress, right? She does really, really well. She told me. And she, and she has to bust it out. Now, Trippy is a model. And the gigs are far and in between on the model stuff. Because I don't think Trippy would be doing waitressing if she was a full-time model. And then what's the definition of a full-time model? One gig a month? Two gigs a month? I guess it depends on what you get paid and what you can sustain on. And we'll get her out. Why don't we take a quick commercial break? We'll bring out the rest of the brew crew, see their thoughts on it. But, you know, today we saw... Tons and tons of new apartment condos being built, right? Which means they must think, you can have a seat, grab a mic. They must think that they have the people 
that are going to they be able will. to rent them. They're gonna, they're gonna fill but it. But you know they're all upwards of at least $3,000. They're gonna fill it. They're gonna fill it. They wouldn't build it if they didn't think they were gonna sell it. It ain't gonna be a ghost town, not in Fort Lauderdale. Not in Fort Lauderdale. All right, more to come on the other side of this commercial break. Give us a call, 888-994-4995, Studio A. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? We can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents or having to waste time showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your house to foreclosure. If you have equity in your home, we'll buy your home and give you cash within days. All in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call now before your situation gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just need anymore and get the cash you need today. Call this number now. Call 855-348-5925. That's 855-348-5925. Again, 855-348-5925. Tax audits, tax liens, wage garnishments. Every day we hear stories like this about good folks who are simply struggling to pay their bills. Each of them are living a frightening IRS tax nightmare, and they are afraid it will destroy their lives. I'm a divorced single mom, and my ex-husband left me and the kids with a lot of unpaid bills, including unpaid taxes. I was really starting to show my stress on my kids because the IRS had sent me a letter demanding a huge payment from me. I couldn't afford it. So then the IRS was threatening to garnish my wages. I'm already living paycheck to paycheck. That would have put me over the edge financially. It truly seemed hopeless, but then a friend at work told her to call the tax relief line. The people at the tax relief line, they told me about something called innocent spouse relief. They worked it out so that all of the taxes from my ex are not my problem. I don't know how that works and, and I don't care. All I care about is that I don't owe the IRS a dime and they are not going to take my paycheck. Even if it seems hopeless, you should call the number on your screen right now. There is absolutely no cost for the call or the consultation. You are under no obligation. If you are worried that the IRS could garnish your wages, seize your assets, even take your home, call us right now. The tax relief line is here to help you. Now you have a knowledgeable, professional team of tax experts that are ready to negotiate with the IRS and fight for you to save you money. The Tax Relief Line's professionals have successfully negotiated thousands of cases, reducing and sometimes even eliminating the tax debt for their clients. It's very easy to get started. Simply call the number on your screen right now. You don't have to live in fear anymore. The call and the consultation are free. Stephanie Jaffe is a world-renowned artist who creates one-of-a-kind pieces. Using a keen sense of color and composition, her vibrant collages and mosaics integrate eclectic elements such as vintage keepsakes and fine china with blown glass and fired clay to create whimsical arrangements. For more information about her work, come down to the Brooklyn Cafe TV studio or go to stephaniejaffeart.com. If you've been injured in an 
accident that's not your fault and you don't have an attorney? Listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions and tell you what your case is potentially worth. Hi, I'm Gina along with spokesman Rob. So Rob, tell the folks at home who should call right now. Just like you said, Gina, anyone who's been injured in an accident that was not your fault, you don't have an attorney, give us a call right now. We're going to answer all of your questions and we'll let you know what your case is potentially worth. Thanks, Rob. You heard it, folks at home. Pick up the phone. Call now. Everybody wants cheap airfare, but where do you find it? You call low-cost airlines. They specialize in cheap flights, discount hotel rooms, cheap car rental rates, and with the best price guarantee. If you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call now. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available. So don't wait. Call now. Hey, Kaylee, what's up? Hey, nothing, what's up? Uh, nothing, just looking for music for a grip that I listen to while we're in the car. What's wrong with listen to now? Uh... uh let's just say we have different tastes, you know? Why don't you try to listen to a podcast on Spotify? Um, like which one? The Broken Cafe Studio one is really good. Uh, okay, I'll try that one out, thanks. <laughs> It's lunchtime and the Brooklyn Cafe is open for business. Live from the Amp Media Studios, Dawn and Freddie S. and their team are ready to serve up a huge portion of fun for lunch with friends and neighbors. So let's break open that lunch pail and unwrap that sandwich you brought. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now... Back to Dawn and Freddie S. And we're back. But I wanted to bring Trippy into this conversation because you waitress, mm -hmm. uh, and I asked you is it why. Called, is it called serving? Uh, we call it serving, but I mean preference. Okay. It's just preference. Okay. Yeah. Well, in airlines, I call them stewardesses, and you don't let me I do that either. Do, I know you. Do. It's like you know, back in the day, you were a waitress, you were a steward, you were a stewardess. But you work really, you're working really hard at this restaurant. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we're. I mean, Houston's is a pretty strict type of held-up standard type of restaurant. It's more of like a high-end, they call it. Yeah. I mean. Obviously, there's other restaurants that are more high-end than we are, but there's also restaurants, a lot of restaurants that are technically below us, you know? So we have a look, we have a standard. Um, there's a way that we go about, you know, how we work at Houston's that no other restaurant is accommodating. So for an example, like when you order an appetizer and you use your silverware, like we have to take that silverware and give you brand new fresh silverware. Not every restaurant does that, you know what I mean? So like that's just like a small thing that we do, but it matters in the long run for your dining experience. How many people in your position work on a shift that you have going on there? So technically we're supposed to have 12 servers on the floor and that's if we're fully staffed. Um, typically we have about three management, we have two to three bartenders, and then all the kitchen staff in the back. Per shift. Per, per shift. shift. So you don't even have six people. What do you mean? You say technically 12. 12 mm -hmm. servers. You don't have 12 servers. That's 15. You got three. Or no. do you have 12? No, no, so typically, like, per, because every server gets three tables. So based on the amount of tables that the restaurant holds, well, there would be 12 servers for, per every three tables. Gotcha. But we're not always fully staffed. So, like, 
for example, on Sunday, there was only eight of us on shift. So now we're working twice as much, twice as hard. Sometimes one of our managers takes tables to help us out. Like, it's like that. So, so again, I'm going to ask you, because I know that you do uh, modeling, you've done runway and everything else. Why do you do it? I mean, for experience and like, you know, I'm young and that's what I want to do. That's the career that I want to follow. So I have to get that experience in so that I can, you know, potentially in the future make it in that long run. So, you know, I serve because the money is amazing and it really helps me out with my bills and my just normal day to day life so that I can also pursue what I want to do outside of obviously that. So if somebody comes in and they're going to school and they want to work there, what, we, what advice would you give them? I would say absolutely because if you're in school, school's hard enough as it is and like when you're in school making time for everything else, like serving at least at Houston's, you know, with restaurants they have like an off season which is typically the summer. So like a lot of restaurants go a little bit down on like bills like or like um, cash flow and stuff like that coming in. Uh, but Houston's, we're, because we're a little bit more high-end, we don't really have an off-season ever. So I would say if you're interested in that, like find yourself a nice restaurant that you can have like money coming at all times. Like definitely during the summer, it did like drop a little, but it's not in comparison to like other restaurants where you're making like less than half of what you were making. So, you know, on Sunday we were extremely busy, so it, was, it felt like we were still in season, if that makes sense. So if you're in school, and you also are looking for money, I mean, I, I work three days a week, but I do two double shifts. You have to have five shifts, but I work three days a week there, and I make enough to cover all of my bills and then some. What's a double? A double, so like on Thursdays and Sundays, I work from 11 to 11. So wow. there's like a morning shift, which is normally between like 10.45 in the morning to about 4.15, and then night and shift the night would be 4.15 to close. But you work a double, that counts as two shifts, and then that way I get to free up my days in the week. I have more time available to me to do modeling and doing my photo shoots outside of work. And you wanted to ask her what modeling was like. What's that career looking like for you? I mean, it's, it's slow coming up, you know. I, I'm new into it. I've only been running to it for about a year now. Um, but I mean, I have done a paid, couple of paid gigs before. Um, I've done some stuff, you know, because of thanks to you guys. I mean, I got to do that fashion show with, you know, Mac Chop Kenny. So, you know, it's definitely a work in progress. Sometimes I have to go out and do my own photo shoots. I held one a couple weeks ago in my own backyard. So, you know, you just have to have a creative mind, find a way that works for you and just put in the work. So, um, you know, I hope one day that it takes me somewhere, but you know, it's, it's a work in progress. It's going to take time. Now you come from Arizona or Texas? Yeah, Arizona. Arizona. Mm -hmm. um, were you work? Did you go to school there? Um, I went to ASU for a year. Uh, didn't complete. Uh, just, you know, money, life. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Anything else? And That's then you it. came to Florida. Yes. Different parts of the world, different viewpoints. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, Arizona and Florida, the only reason why I came to here is because it's another hot state. When you're warm-blooded like that, going somewhere cold really isn't for you. Um, it's not for everyone, though. But I didn't want to go somewhere cold, so I came here, and I had, you know, my best friend and her family out here, so I had people. Um, but, you know, there isn't much to do in Arizona. There really isn't, like, a lot of like career-based things like that's really going to take you somewhere unless you're like really settled into what you're doing so you know I made the choice to move out to Florida and I knew what I wanted to do and so I had to go somewhere that would offer that um, 
if I'm being honest, I probably should have moved to New York, but at the same time, I didn't know anyone in New York, and I also know, like, New York's really expensive and stuff like that, and I hadn't settled myself. I was You've coming been here, here, what, no two years? Two and a half, yeah, at so this point. Post-COVID? Sort of in the middle of? You got here. Yeah, I came um, February of 2021. I moved here February 1st, 2021. I hopped on a plane and landed right here. So it was anything, because I was asking Jalen and Josh, mm -hmm. did COVID or anything change your mindset? Or has it been about the same for you because you've been in, in the working world? Right. No, um, to be honest, like the reason why I moved is nothing with career based, to be honest. I mean, it, you know, coming out here definitely advanced my career op like opportunities in terms of modeling and what I want to do. But my situation was more personal. It's personal. Yeah. But you think it changed. Your mindset changed because of it all. Um. I th yeah, I mean, because COVID hit, I was in my sophomore year of college, and I had plans for the rest of my college career with, like, friends, other things, whatever, and, like, none of it happened. So I think it, like, changed me personally, maybe how I, like, thought about certain things or whatever, because, like, a lot of people felt like this. They just felt like they lost a big chunk of like their child, like not their childhood, but like formative years of like, people didn't have a senior prom, people didn't have graduation, people didn't have other things that like you look forward to um, in those years of your life. So like, I think it made people more like cynical. So hold on, so you had a plan and COVID changed the plan? Um, I wouldn't say it's like a, a plan, but it was like, it, it sure like, tossed a wrench into it like how you guys with your business and it put it on hold for so what do you want to be what, I, you, what is what was your original plan? i had so many ideas i don't know because i got into like the film stuff late and but i've always been into like um working it like studio stuff and mixing sound and things like i'm a huge fan of voice acting um, voice acting. Mm -hmm. So you like doing voiceover? I do. Did I, you know this? She did five of them for me last week. They were really good. Yeah. Dang. Um, like, I've always wanted to work with, I'm not an animator or anything, but like cartoons, maybe like writing, creating, working in the studio, voice directing, stuff like that I wanted yeah. to do. Um, I've also been into music for a long time. I thought when I was doing, when I finished this degree that I did, I was going to go back and do a music degree, but I didn't do that. Um, you still can. I still could, yes, very much. But I don't know if I, like, want to anymore. So I just kind of do so music So what's the own. one you want? What is it that you want to do? I like where I am right now. Um, like I said, working in a studio or something like that, voiceovers, um, audio stuff, like... I like doing that. I would like to propel into going in that direction for sure. Well, it's interesting that your name was brought up um, with the Jeff Santos piece as well. So we're going to be having a meeting with him, I think, on Thursday or Friday. Okay. Uh, to see in what direction we're going to be going with this thing. Because if you listen to him, you're going to hear a whole lot of stuff happening. And this happened when I, I've known Jeff now since 2012. So what is that, 11 years? And uh, he put my son through college. He put Gio through school because, 
Jeff was a somebody in the Democratic Party at the time until Obama won, and then they didn't feel they, they needed him anymore. And boy, they, they made that thing backwards because they need him more than ever, so they've come back now. We talked about this last week because this is the year, 2023 going into the 24 election. This is Jeff's year to shine. He don't Again. shine now. It's like We talked out. about that, right? This is so, his this is his Super right. Bowl. And he wants a staff. He doesn't just want hitting a button and turning on the cameras. He needs a staff. He needs five people, four people. Um, so all of a sudden your creative juices of what you did in school, you're gonna have to bring to the forefront. You know, you, you to be a general, your troops have to follow you because they believe in what you're saying. And this is what's going to happen next. Uh, and the opportunity is going to be given there, not only because you have bills, which I completely understand, but at the same time, you want a career. You want to build something. You know, she's doing MC work. So I said, let's MC you to death. Let's have her do events. Can you imagine where we were today and she's down there and she MCs that whole event for the next hour and a half? That's what people are going to say. Okay, who's this? Who's 100%. that? 100%. You will love this venue. This is so perfect for you. This is you. This is this house is built with you. Our in entire mind. crew will love this venue. This place is incredible. It is. What was it? We'll, 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 we'll talk about it later. <laughs> we'll I'm intrigued. There's a lot of eyes and T's that have to be crossed. But the bottom line here is that the more I learn from yous, from yous, the more I get inspired because I didn't even know half the things that she's saying today. I. I knew your story, but I didn't know how deep the I got to talk runs. to Jay a lot last week because she was here and it was oh, well, just a few of us. And I said to you when you came in this week, I really want to give you more and give you more opportunity to do because not only you're smart and dedicated, you do all these things so well. Thank you. And I want to give you more platform to shine instead of, you know, just waiting for Thursday for that hour. For well, sure. I want to give you more complications to shine, like what we had on Thursday that we had to figure out what we were doing. Um, and there's still Miami. Now that we went to that place, I want to go further south and put them to, to do what they do here, do it there. I'd like to figure out what the ground loop is. I'd like to see what happened when Josh was here. That we, we got to reset that time. up and find it it's, out. There's a lot of things, a lot of activity going on right now because we made some noise and people quite don't understand what we do. And they want to know how it benefits them. That's what this whole game is about, you know. And that's the new framework. But and I think Josh hit it on the head. It's not, it is about making money. We all have to pay our bills. And you have a great balance of it. But you want to live your life and what you love to do. Now, what you love to do may change today in five years and in ten years. It may evolve. It may totally switch like your 2,500 jobs. But ultimately, you want to be happy with a big chunk of your life. If you're paying your bills with one chunk, you want that other chunk to bring be passion and what you love to do and what you want to pursue. And that's what I'm hoping we can do because COVID really stopped people from living their dream because they had to move back home. You're the product. My son graduated law school and never had graduation because he was he graduated in 2020 and all of a sudden he got thrown right into the bar and all the changes and it totally changes your mindset. But you're even out in public, right? People all want to work remote now because that's okay. You can do that. Yeah, it's but not I don't want the to do same. That I want to bring out people. And you, the venues, 100 people venue, 250 people venue, 350 people venue, 600 venue, 1,500 venue, 17, 21, 24, 30, 60,000. All these venues have a different calling. All of them require different things. You DJ? No. 
I never got into DJing. Well, the amazing thing here is that there's stuff that we're going to be putting out there um, because we're going to test exactly what you can and cannot do. And if you can't do it, you better learn it because you're going to be on an island by yourself to get it done. And, and I came to this conclusion on, on Friday or Monday, and we said that we were going to do something after that Thursday event. Right. And we're going to go, and we're going to grow. I mean, how would you like to do two events in two different places at the same time? We have a lot of talent in the studio. We just have to refine where we're going to do, go where and when. Well, I'm going to push the envelope. because Now you know more. Because I do know more, and I think that they are capable of doing it. And if she has to take a crew, and she has to take a crew, and he has to split himself in half, then here we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, the object of the game is that he's at one venue, he makes sure that runs, and then you send him down to the next venue, make sure that runs. Yep. Uh, or there's two hymns that come forward. You know, she's very handy with equipment as well. So is um, Joe. You know, there's, there's a lot of talent in here. Yep. But the only way you're going to ever know how good you are is to be called out. Like I asked you to do yesterday, and you did very well. Well, wait till you see the next thing I'm going to ask you to do, because the object of the game here is you're not going to get better if you don't put yourself out there. Yeah. Ask her. Four years, she makes me wait. She's one of the best in the business. Don't take it for granted. Listen, I don't know everything, but I know one thing. I am never going to live in fear. I'm just not. So if I got to sell 260 tickets to be successful, then here we go. Yeah. I read today, success does not happen overnight. Overnight is about 15 years, which means Jeez. we're about halfway there, Batman. Well, I read from Sylvester Stallone that if you ain't failing, you ain't trying. Also, you know that saying where it's um, practice makes perfect, but nothing's perfect. So I like to say practice makes permanent. So okay. when I was in school, <laughs> My music instructor would say, practice doesn't make perfect. Practice just makes you better. True. Yeah. And he says, and if you keep practicing and you can't get any better, then, like, you did something wrong or and something. I, and I'm going to tell you another thing. I am in school. Yeah. Every day I come here, I go to school. Yeah. Every day I come in here, I learn another thing about you guys. It's amazing how I can sit with you for months and find out who you are today. I mean, there's something wrong. With there's a lack of communication here. It's just we're we're running here and there. So what last week did for all of us, while people were recovering and regrouping and breathing, <laughs> others we had the chance to do it, but talk and I got to learn a lot about G-Man and audio and doing commercials and really their work ethic because when we were done for the day. They sat down and they did five more commercials because they were texting me, where is it, where is it? And I'm like, it's coming, it's coming. They were here with me late one night putting those five commercials out because they needed them by the end of the day. I got to tell you, when I was coaching Little League, um, I had a core of players, my son and five others. And everybody in the city wanted to play for me. And it didn't matter to me how good, bad, or indifferent they were because my core will say, all right, let's go to practice. When practice was over, that the parents came to pick up the kids? And he said, no, you got to wait. And he says, well, we got to wait, wait, we got to wait for it. We got to go to dinner and you got to wait because practice is over. Now we're here to get better. And that core used to stay with the kids afterwards. And I used to tell my coaches, just stay out of their way. You ain't got to go over there. Yeah, but you no, know, there is no but. Just leave them alone. 
And do you know, I won seven championships, city championships with that core because I let them do and find their way. And sometimes you got to find your way and you got to make your way and then you get better at your way. And that's what practice makes perfect. I tell you, it just reminds me of everything I've done in my life. It's always been this way. My father used to tell me all the time, get up on that ladder. You know how you say get down from the My father used to get up on that ladder. You're only going to fall past the floor. Ouch, right? So you just got to make it work, man. Just make it work. Live your dream, find your dream, and then live it. How's that? Sounds good to me. All right, we out of here. All right. Have a great afternoon, everyone. Be safe, be kind to each other. School zones are back, so watch for the kids, follow school zones, and we will see you tomorrow, 9 a.m. drive time. Don't be late. Bye-bye. Well, that's about it for today. Even though the show's over, the Broken Cafe is always open for business. You're invited to join the fun every day from 12 to 2. If you missed some of the laughs from today, Dawn and Freddie S. will bring you more good cheer next time. You can follow the Brooklyn Cafe on Facebook at the Brooklyn Cafe TV to rewatch every minute of the show. We'll see you next time.